I, I, at the time I was so hurt that I thought that I needed to look for those validations outside of myself, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so when yeah. I, I said, and now I know that I don't need anybody to tell me anything because I, I'm okay with who Thank you so much because I've been meaning to talk about this thing of toxic relationships for a long time. So now I got a chance to interview an expert on this. <laughs> good, 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 good. How did you start your podcast? Um, actually, I have suffered from depression and anxiety and also trauma. So I decided, what can I do to make a difference? So I decided to do the podcast. So nice. you can learn from things. And uh, it's more like an educational podcast talking about yeah. different, different mental health illnesses. Because yeah. people, people here in South Africa, probably, they are, they, are not more, they are not educated by this kind of mental illnesses. There is not. Unfortunately, in a lot of places, places is still a taboo. Mm. And people still are not open to talk about certain things because they think that you may appear weak. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's uh, it's still very. I mean, I, I, things are changing, but very, very slowly. <laughs> very slowly. I would say COVID nineteen had a role to play in terms of people mm. knowing about depression, yeah. anxiety, so something like that i yeah. can see yeah who is Glo gloria patini who is gloria yeah, patini yeah, yeah, yeah. oh wow what do you do <laughs> it's a it's a it's a great question so what do i do is a i'm a transformational life coach mm. and uh, i help uh predominantly women but mm. i help in general um you know, people in general, overcome anxiety, stress, emotional pain, so that they can carry on and live a life that it's actually not a burden, but it's a, it's a joyful life. I have this belief, and I, and I think it's, it's very true, and the belief that I have comes because I've, I've experienced it myself, but um, yes. life is not supposed to be a struggle yes you know, definitely yeah it's not supposed to be hard there's not supposed to be um a constant battle and i find with my experience and, and the experience of my clients as well i find that when we perceive life that way like as a constant struggle and battle mm -hmm. is because there is something that we have experienced that it's blocking us mm. from something right so it's, yes. it's coming in the way and uh, and what I do is I help. Usually, this pain is emotional pain, is is stress, mm. it's anxiety, which comes from different life experiences. Um, but what I do is I help then people find out the root cause of everything, and then heal and move on with their life, so that it doesn't have to be complicated again. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, at what point did you realize you were in a toxic relationship? How was your feelings 
where how was you were your feelings when you left the relationship so uh, okay so did I realize that I was in a toxic relationship I I was in a in a in a place with myself I think that I couldn't figure out like exactly mm. what or how like I, I always thought that there was something um, not right but I also always thought well it's a relationship and you're supposed to sacrifice for the person that you love which mm. is complete and utter bullshit this is what they teach you <laughs> that love is about you know that love is about sacrificing for the other person and everything and at that time because I still believe that um I stayed and I mm. put up with all those things because I thought well this is what it is about you know this is what a relationship what a marriage is about mm. and then I am um, I experienced uh, high levels of anxiety, experienced mm. OCD, mm. and I decided to go see a coach um, to help me get rid of that, of the anxiety and the OCT, OCD. And, and it was great because the more uh, she helped me heal that, the more mental space I had. So I was calmer and I was seeing things a lot better. Mm. And when that happened, I was able to see my partner as the person that he actually was rather mm. than the person, you know what I mean? Like I, 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 rather than who I thought he was, or maybe uh, rather than, uh, you know, I realized basically that I didn't have to put up mm. with a lot of stuff that I was putting up with. So you, would you say you were blindly in love? I don't think, um, do you know what? Blind love. That's a great question. Um, I think that, I think that blind love is something that is sold to us. (laughs) Rather than something that that it's actually a thing. I think that um, the societal conditioning that we get um, Mm. as, as kids make us gives us this idea of love that it has to be you know blind it has to be at first sight it has <laughs> to be you know this like extremes you know and i'm yeah. not saying that it doesn't happen of course i mean it there's does. i absolutely believe in in love at first sight but it it almost it's almost like if it's not like that there's something wrong mm, right mm, and mm. Uh, and i feel that we are sold this idea for for so long that then you grow up and you're like that's not right evaluate <laughs> 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 a few things i think and and you realize that that's that's not what it is it's not that's not what love is about that's not what love is about i think I think that I grew up with the idea that love was about um, putting up or accepting, accepting everything that a person was, regardless of what they do to you, regardless of what their personality or their, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Regardless of the effects that it has on you. And I, while I do believe in acceptance, I, do, I don't believe in wanting to change people. I mm. also believe that if something is toxic, you should walk away because they're clearly not the person for you, right? Mm. But I think that I, I grew up with this idea that 
uh, you know, you, you have to accept because you love them. <laughs> right. You have yeah. to be, you know, and that's not normal. That's not normal. And I no, think that, that I, that I stayed that long in that relationship because a lot of stuff had become normal, um, which actually wasn't, mm. but I didn't know the difference. Mm. At a time you were, you didn't, you didn't know the, the pure, pure concept of what it feels to be loved in the right mm-hmm. way, in the right way. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's so, true. And I, I'm telling you, it's not, it's not an easy thing to open up to mm. once you're, once you get out of the relationship to let somebody love you and just accept that you can be loved you know, unconditionally, and you can be loved for who you are, mm. it's difficult when you've been in an emotional abusive relationship. It's not the, it's not the easiest thing in the world, no. I would say I have been in, in a place where I have in a toxic relationship, but at the time, I didn't realize it, and my friends were trying to tell me this relationship is not good for you, but they didn't listen to them. So one mm. of the things that ruin us and not knowing what is what is true actually true love and i feel like there's no definition of true love you don't know when it's true love mm. also it's something that comes with intentions like most of people don't don't clear up their intentions about you okay so they they don't so in the side of what is a narcissist to the audience who don't don't know that yes so what is a narcissist a narcissist somebody is so so okay so there's a something that is called narcissistic personality disorder mm. which is which is a which is a personality disorder and uh but but there is a huge spectrum okay so there are people who get diagnosed with the disorder and there are people who have aspects of it Mm. Um, but don't get a diagnosis. Now, whether they get a diagnosis or not, it doesn't mean that their behavior is okay, mm. right? Okay. Abuse is still abuse, whether they were diagnosed or not. not. Yes, <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. I really want. I really want to make this clear because there's a lot of people. Uh, I I think there's a lot of people out there that you know, oh, it's, it's, it's not being diagnosed. Does it mean that then it's different? It's not necessarily, no, it doesn't mean that. It, it, it just means that they have narcissistic traits, which can be very abusive. Mm. So it doesn't mean that because you don't have a diagnosis, then that's it. That's fine. It's not fine. So fine. anyway, so, so a narcissist is somebody who lacks uh, empathy towards mm, other people mm, or, or towards the you know in general uh, uh, lacks empathy and they um put themselves put them themselves and their personal gain before anything else in their life and it's not about selfishness it's mm. about the need to manipulate others in order for them to attain something and feel good. Mm. Does that make sense? So it makes a lot sense. Of, yeah, so there's a lot of manipulation that goes on um, with a narcissist. They will tell you exactly what you want to hear for their personal gain. 
So mm. you never know. A narcissist is somebody that wears many, many masks because they will be different with every person that they know because they will adapt because they will get something from each one, mm. if that makes sense. So do they, do they realize that you are, they are manipulating you when they, they do these things? So... Um, so and so so there's people that know that they are narcissists mm -hmm. and they know and the, unfortunately a narcissist doesn't want to change because mm -hmm. they think that what they're doing is natural mm -hmm. so for them it's it's normal to want to manipulate somebody else in order mm -hmm. to get something it, it just doesn't their reality is completely different it doesn't register with them that it's different Okay, it doesn't mm. register for them. It's the natural way of going is manipulating another person. The natural way of going is, is that. Um, and a lot of people that get properly diagnosed and they actually then follow a path with a psychiatrist uh, to realize that they have a disorder and then they, they sort of collaborate. But it's not, it, this is extremely rare. Other people, they just think that what they're doing is completely natural and there's nothing wrong. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So in other words, you are saying that a narcissist can change. I don't believe that they can. <laughs> I know that they, I know that there's been, because this is the thing. Um, and I am saying this with the most, like, in the most like compassionate way. Because obviously it is it is an it is an illness. It's a it's a not an illness. It's a personality disorder. So it's not, you know. I do think that if if a narcissist came to me and said, "Okay, um, I know that I have this personality disorder, and I want to do my best to change it," I would ask, "Well." do they really, or this is another mask that they're wearing because they're mm. getting something from this, right? Wow. So I would, I, that's why I hesitate to say, yes, I think that they would change because I think that there will always be a part of me asking, well, is it actually the truth? Oh, so you, ha you, have, you have a problem with trusting a narcissist? <laughs> Very much so, yes. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't do it actually they actually they, they are dangerous and they don't i feel like sometimes they don't realize it or they just realize it but they want don't want to clear their intentions with you yeah they don't they don't realize it in a way that as i said like they don't realize it in a way that they think that that, that what they're doing is perfectly normal perfectly normal and uh, and they i don't think that it registers with them that there's another way and when you say to them you're doing this there's another way their reaction is to manipulate you into thinking that you're wrong <laughs> wow so it's like a dog chasing its own tail <laughs> like how, you know how do you get out of that like you know it's wow. it's, it's not possible uh, do it, do it. What do you think? Why do people fall in love with narcissists? I think that they fall in love with narcissists because they tell you exactly what you want to hear. 
Yeah, it was like that for me. It was like that for me because I felt I was, when I grew up, I was bullied mm. a lot. Um, mm. And I bullied very much for, for the way that I looked. Uh, so it was the physical aspect uh, that I was bullied for, uh, the appearance, the image. And when I started dating um, my ex-partner, who was a narcissist, I he he said exactly the things that I was waiting to hear. Yeah. You know, I never felt I started dating him when uh, we were 18 years old mm. and I bullied throughout my childhood up until like 15 years old. Mm. And so and even I had a boyfriend before him, but even that boyfriend cheated on me. It mm. wasn't like, you know, I never felt like appreciated i never felt mm, mm. beautiful like you know yeah. and obviously it was like, being bullied is a whole new thing that comes in the in the way but i i at the time i was so hurt that i thought that i needed to look for those validations outside of myself if you know what i mean yeah so when yeah. i said and now i know that i don't need anybody to tell me anything because i i'm okay with who i am right i feel enough with who yeah, i am yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the time i i was getting so much rejection and so much bullying that i thought that i wanted to hear it from somebody else in order for me to feel okay and that person um told me exactly what i wanted to hear and you know it was it was very um grand for for a while and i was like oh my god i met the man of my life i met the man of my dream you know, You're so mate. yeah this is amazing and then it's not <laughs> it was bad it was bad what a narcissist narcissist the red flags so as i said for me it was the way that i fell for it Mm. was hearing exactly what I wanted to hear so if there is everything happening too soon that's quite a red flag you <sighs> know if they're like if they're like let's you know you, you're you're the man of my dreams let's you know get in a relationship like straight away and if if, if you see that there's a lot of mm. pushing for mm. that that's quite a red flag you know mm. um also for people who are already in a relationship um what a narcissist does very often is insulting and then telling you that it's a joke <laughs> wow they would say oh come on i was just joking i didn't i didn't say that but you did mm. and you can't tell me that you know they instead of like apologizing for being like oh my god i yes i was totally out of line i shouldn't have said that i'm sorry i offended you Mm -hmm. they tell you no it's your fault because it's you're too sensitive because i was just joking see that <gasps> yeah <laughs> yeah so that's a massive red flag as well and then there's a there's a thing that being in a relationship with a narcissist you can notice so they uh they take you through a cycle mm -hmm. which is a very distinctive cycle so it's it's uh it starts with the love bombing which is what we said at the beginning it's literally like you're the man of my dreams, mm. let's get married, you know, like giving you all of the attentions, everything that you want to hear straight away. And then they go into the devaluation phase, which is like, 
yeah, I don't care about you so much anymore, but I'm still going to keep you here. So I give you just enough, you know, I mm. give you just enough to keep you there, to keep you at level, but I'm not as much as before. And then the last phase is the discard. In the discard, by the way, it doesn't necessarily mean that they break up with you. Definitely not. But in the discard, you feel like you don't matter anymore. That's mm -hmm. that's a way of, of doing that. Wow. And then what they do is that when they see that you are on the fence of like, mm -hmm. well, what am I doing in this relationship? This is not good. And maybe you bring it up. Then they start the cycle again. So then they start love bombing you again for a little while until you're like, you know, happy for a bit. And then they start again, the devaluation, and they start a discard. And when, when you are going again, being like, hey, I'm not happy, what's going on? We should talk. Boom, they start again. Right? So mm. what this does, this is a very, very deep emotional and psychological manipulation, which does several things. But some of those things are number one, make you addicted to a toxic cycle, right? Mm. Because you are always hoping when you are at the bottom of the cycle, you're always hoping and waiting for things to go back and be better again, mm. because you know that at some point they're just having a bad face. It's going to get better again, right? So mm. that makes you addicted to this cycle and never lets you it never empowers you to leave the relationship because you know that at some point he's going to be the loving and grand and caring person again, right? So that's number one thing. Wow. And then what it does, it also makes you psychologically associate love with that. So love mm -hmm. with imbalance, with, uh, you know, discard, with not being cared mm -hmm. for. It makes you think that all those things are normal, whether they're not in a relationship. And by the way, what's super scary is that, first of all, there is no um, rule for how long you will stay in each phase. It could be that you're in a relationship for like years and it's all about the love bombing and it's all perfect. Mm. And then they start the discard and the valuation and everything. It could be just a matter of weeks it could be, could be a matter of days. It literally, there is absolutely no rule for how long each phase lasts. Yes. Um, and then the even scariest thing is the fact that this is, this is I, I don't want everybody who's listening as well, I don't want you to think that this is very evident because this is manipulation that goes on little by little every day. And this is why a lot of people that are in relationships with narcissists, they either realize straight away, so they finish it at the very beginning, mm. or they stay for years and years and years because the manipulation is so subtle and so slow mm. that you don't realize it's even happening. Wow. So that's very scary. So, very, very scary. Wow. Yeah. How can one fully heal heal fully from aftermath of emotional abuse and narcissistic abuse you can heal fully definitely i i, mm. I really want everybody to know that you can and it's by it's by putting yourself first mm, mm, mm. 
Mm -hmm. totally do it. And it's different for different people because obviously we all have different experiences, even though there is a very similar cycle that you go through. And even though narcissists operate in, in you know, pretty much a standard way, but mm. because we are all people with different life experiences, with different backgrounds, with different cultures, obviously we are going to experience it in different ways, yes, right? Yes. And yes. so therefore your healing journey is going to be very personal to you. Um, but the way to heal fully, the only way I can literally like summarize it is to put yourself first. Because mm. what, what we're used to be doing when we are with a narcissist is put them first. first. It's, about, it's about their needs, right? It's about what they need to be happy. It's about what we can do to please them, all these sort of things. So when we revert that back and put our needs it's first, first. Mm. That's, the, that's the first step. And then obviously we have to keep doing it. So I would say put, putting yourself first is, is the way to heal. What does it take to leave a toxic relationship? Can you give us some tips and advices on the subject? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, what does it take? Um, well, there's different ways. Um, first of all, uh, the only thing that I would say that, that matters, it's your safety, always your safety. So if you feel like leaving isn't a safe, option for you then fake it until <laughs> you make it <laughs> literally like fake it pretend that you are doing and being the same person as they expect you as they would expect you to be and then in the background prepare to leave mm. which can take you months might take you years might take you weeks whatever that means for each person out there, because as we said, it's everybody's having a different experience, but the most important thing should be your safety. So if it is safe for you to leave, pack your bags and never look back, just literally go. But it could also be that you need time. It could also be that maybe you are safe to leave, but you feel very scared. Mm. So in that case, I would say, in that case, I would say stay there, but be very wary of you know raise your awareness of what's going on around you and the way that you do that is by it sounds very little but this is a good thing it's by is, is that you can start with very very little it doesn't need to have to be a big change start doing something for yourself for 10 minutes 15 minutes every day because what you need to do is create that connection with you mm. and therefore once you've created that connection, you gain confidence, you gain trust in yourself. Yeah. And the more you trust yourself, the more you can take the next steps. So it's very important that you rebuild that relationship with yourself. Because what we didn't mention is that this whole cycle that they take you through, this whole um, manipulation and, and emotional and psychological, uh, psychological abuse that they take you through, it's very... Um, it's, it's really damaging for us who are going through because it, it makes you separate from yourself because you end up trusting them more than you trust yourself. yourself. So we need to reverse that, right? So we need to reverse that in order for us to be able to leave the relationship. So at whatever stage you're at right now, just make sure that you are um, taking time to rebuild that relationship with yourself 
if you if you feel scared to leave. Otherwise, leave straight away. <laughs> leave straight away if you can. Number two, rebuild, focus on rebuilding that relationship with yourself for a little bit until you feel strong enough to leave. Or number three, fake it, completely fake it with them and gather help, gather resources and prepare your leaving, however long that's going to take. Mm. So in when you you are saying pretend until you make it uh do you what are, what about your mental health instead of mental wellness when usually definitely you used to this person or everything you do you need their approval so how do you maneuver that thing how do you being how do you able to keep your mental wellness in order healthy Yeah, that's uh, that comes with support. Mm. So I would say if you are in that in that uh, in that scenario where you have to fake it, then make sure that you are supported. Whether you have somebody that you can talk to and share what you're doing, whether it's a professional, you know, it could be a psychologist, it could be a coach, it could be mm. you know anyone professional that can help you with that. Uh, it could also be a friend. What I would say, if you choose not to have any but someone professional, because I know that financial, you know, financial um, uh, sometimes financially is not the easiest option. Yes, 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 and yes. you choose to have close to you helping you a friend or a member of your family, you mm. have to be 100% certain that they don't know the narcissist and they don't have a relationship with the narcissist. Because... Mm. If anybody has a relationship with the narcissist, the narcissist will manipulate them. Yeah, also well. them. So, yeah. So you have to make sure that you keep everything separate. Hmm. So do you have anything to add on, on this episode? Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that start reading about it. If you're out there and you are suspecting that your partner may be manipulating you or maybe it's not even it doesn't even go that far yet maybe you're just not convinced about some things that you're observing in your relationship start researching you know the internet is full of of information start mm. reading about the subject and try to raise your awareness of what could potentially be going on in your relationship and start from the notion that a relationship isn't supposed to be complicated okay. a healthy relationship mm. Isn't complicated. It a healthy relationship. It does, and by the way, not complicated doesn't mean that you can't have hardship. You can have hardship, but when you are in a healthy relationship, you go through the hardship together in a healthy way, and mm. it doesn't feel like a struggle. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so hardship yeah. is normally life, but people think that oh, life is uh, struggle and hardship are the same thing. They're not. Mm. You can go through hard things without struggling yeah yes. and that's the, and that's the healthy way so i would say definitely raise your awareness and start reading about it and then um please know that you can get out please know that you can recover please know that you can be in a healthy relationship that you can trust again um but you've got to go back to yourself first you have to go back to yourself first and rebuild that relationship thank you so much thank you so much for that i really appreciate for being doing this and also 
I also have gained a lot from this episode as the host. I have, have gained a lot actually. I didn't I did know other signs, but the ones that you mentioned, they were very helpful, have helpful at they were very, very helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Good. I'm very, I'm very happy. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it.